the closing I have tomorrow, it'll be my first million dollar deal of 2022. And my 1031 exchange was done in the same day. So the profits that I made, I pushed it to that new property. I didn't have to pay taxes on the profits that I made. Nice. Is it the right time to buy? We think that in two to three years, these prices that we see now that people think are really high, are gonna seem cheap. If you are a good agent, you can actually change people's lives. Texas for the longest time was a hidden gym. He's literally getting paid to live in his own home. If you're not a creative agent, you're gonna have a lot of deals just die. What do you think of these people who are doing like crazy TikToks and reels and Instagram posts? All you have to do is just bring people value. It doesn't have to be over the top. Your parents would be like, what are you doing? Go to school or what are you yep. doing? Go work. Yep. But now things have changed. Zillow left the house flipping business mm -hmm. because they saw how brutal it was. Oh. Should you invest what you can't afford to lose? No. Not at all. So many people were panicking then. A lot of growth stocks were down 20, 30, 40, some 50%. I bought 10 Ethereum yesterday. You always want to find pain points in real estate when you're trying to find deals. What's going on, everybody? I hope you're all having a beautiful day. And we are coming at you with our sixth ever podcast at the Ben and Karam's podcast. My name is Karam Khalil and I'm Ben Wigman. And we're here, Ben, 2022. Yes, sir. Our second podcast for 2022. Yep. It's exciting. I want to give a huge shout out right now to those who are listening on Spotify. Thank you so much for being on there. And most importantly, those who are on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like, share, comment, and show some love. We are here to give you guys the five letter word. And Ben, you know this one, right? Value, baby. The value word. If we don't give value, we don't want to do this podcast. That's literally the goal is to give value. So we want to hear your inputs, your feedbacks, your comments, your thoughts, and even your advices. Whatever you guys think we can do that makes you enjoy it more, please let us know. Are you down for that? I'm down for that. Whatever they say that would make this better, you do? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're a risk taker, that means. Let's get it. I love it. Okay, so we're coming in on this podcast. We're going to talk to you about some real cool stuff. Ending 2021, starting 2022, we're talking about the markets. We're talking about real estate. We're talking about investments. I do commercial real estate primarily. Ben does residential real estate primarily. We have the real estate scoop right here, and we also invest. So any questions you guys have, we're here to help. Now, Ben, I want to say something to start off. Let's hear it. On December 30th or December 31st, you had a closing. Uh -huh. You ended the year strong. Yes, sir. January comes in. You're starting the year strong. Congratulations. Uh -huh. I know you had a closing today. Uh -huh. I know you have, would you say, one of your biggest closings tomorrow, um, just generally speaking? Biggest one for the year so far. Yeah, biggest for 2022. For the yeah. year. We're I, only four, five, six I days know, in. <laughs> it's, it's already hot, man. It's crazy. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so I know that that's an interesting story for you. Yeah. Then I know that you had something interesting happen today where you got a new listing, you said? Uh-huh. Okay, we right. want to hear that story as well. So we're yeah. doing stories. So people love stories. Yeah, They love hearing the stories. So we're going to give you guys stories, and we're diving right into it. So Ben, give us that story that it's, you got. Uh, yeah, dude. So it's actually a listing that I had that I put under contract today. Um, awesome story. So originally, I helped this guy buy the home about two years ago. Okay. He built it from the ground up. I helped him find the community. I helped him pick out the finishes for the home and everything. Nice. And uh, he loved it. So and he he bought this one two years, so we're talking 2019, 2020. Correct. Yeah, okay. around there. So the market picks up. True. And he's, he's like, man, I want to cash out. Like he bought in literally right before all the craziness happened. Like talk about perfect timing. And he bought in which city did he buy here? McKinney. Not oh, yeah. McKinney's yeah. booming. So it's booming. Yeah, yeah especially nice. this neighborhood. So he's in it for three fifteen. Okay. We list it for four fifteen. 100K? Yeah, 100K. Okay. So he's already up 100K. Okay. Guess what we contracted at? What we accepted the offer for. I mean, it's honestly, I don't know what to guess. I yeah. know McKinney's booming. I know it's booming. a good area. Yeah. 
but tell me. I know the market also has been doing well, but a uh, little slower based on yeah. what we're hearing now. Yeah. So when you're saying if it's a big number, that's impressive. I'm sure it came from your side it, doing your work. Yeah, dude. Okay. So listed at 415, we're contracted for 472. Holy. Yeah. So we're talking yeah. 415 to four, like 50, 60 grand on yeah. top. 15, 15% <laughs> over the ask price. Oh my God. You know what he tells me? What? He says, Ben, you literally changed my life. He bought this home for 315 Damn. right before the market picked up. He's contracted for 472 and we have a backup offer for 470. So he's going to be good he's no matter solid. what. Yeah, okay. he, he's solid. He was so, good at 415. Dude, You're talking about So he, what, he literally told me, "Dude, you changed my life." Like I called him after I got the 472 number. I was like, dude, like, you're not going to believe this. Like we got an amazing <laughs> offer. He's like screaming on the phone. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't oh believe it. My ben, God. you literally changed my life. Cause dude, I helped him find this home. I helped him build it from the ground up. Like I helped him do all the finishes yeah, and yeah, everything, yeah. like the entire process. So he, he remembers Ben was with me in the start. Ben cashed me out, Ben, Ben, Ben. And he probably from 315 to 472, you're talking a hundred, easy 150 dude. plus insane insane wow. and he was kind of on the fence buying the home in the first place and it's like he's like dude he loves best you decision ever yeah he so loves you it's, now. Uh, it's crazy man it's crazy this happened in a two-year span he, he's wild. coming up on this much and he had in two years pay down so he's paying down his equity uh -huh. yeah i think that's crazy he, he's walking away with a ton of money and th it stuff like that just makes me enjoy this business so much more just you know being able to tell stories like that it's it's awesome, man. You feel essentially, and I'm, um, you know, I'm going to speak extremely highly of residential and commercial real estate agents, realtors in general. Believe it or not, if you are a good agent, you can actually change people's lives. Yeah. Like, I'm working a commercial lease right now, and the owner has zero experience, literally zero. When I tell him, "What do you think of this, this, and this?" He goes, "Chrome, I don't have experience." Wow. Yet he built the shopping center. Oh my he gosh. built the building. Yeah. And he's extremely intelligent. Uh -huh. But what I loved about him is he came up front saying, I don't have the experience on this. Gotcha. Speaking in general, if I was a good agent versus a bad agent, uh -huh. I can get him a bad lease. I cannot qualify the tenant good enough. Sure. I can just try to make my commissions and run. Just be like, they're good. Like, let them in. They're yeah. good. Let them in. Yeah. And if he's quoting 30 bucks a square foot for um, the property, I can convince him to do 22. Sure because it's easier a deal for me. Yeah. Maybe he yeah. listens because he thinks that's the market. Yeah. And really as a real estate agent, whoever's watching this, you can change people's lives. Literally, Ben literally put in this guy's pocket $150,000 plus. That's crazy, man. I am gonna tell it and repeat it. Not every agent can do that. Not every agent can get multiple offers, know how to handle multiple offers, know how to pick the best offer because a 472, Maybe a 460 is better, just depending on terms. The terms, yeah. When so they you can close, all that stuff. All of that. Yeah. So Ben had to go through all of those contracts. Not here's a 472, let's take it and run, because maybe that 472 had a bad contingency or something sure. wrong with it. Sure. Guys, level up your knowledge. I got a message the other day, and they were asking, they were like, what can I do as a new real estate agent? I want to get more knowledge. This was in the Discord group, by the way, which okay, everybody nice. who's watching this, there's a Discord group that you have to join that is going to be linked down below. And if you guys join this, you're going to get so much value for so whatever much, it is you dude, invest. So much value. You're going to listen to this answer on what I gave him. He goes, how do I level up my knowledge and my skills? I was like, get more educated. Yeah. Period. Uh-huh. 
People just try to close a deal, Ben, to make a buck, not realizing that they are holding people's almost entire net worth mm -hmm. in their hands yeah. with the contracts, with their houses, with their sure. deals. So do you think that people underrate how much real estate agents have a responsibility for their clients? Probably, I would say, yeah. Right? I don't think they realize the whole scope of everything that we have to do. For sure. Um, people are talking about, it kills me when people look at our commissions because that's yeah. like for some reason the prettiest number on the yeah. on the CD so or like, the HUD. He gets all this money. They're like, what did he do? Yeah. But they don't realize that a high chance if you had the wrong or the right realtor, you couldn't be coming out with this number. Yeah, and you know what the story I just talked about, how he got 15% over ask price? Yeah. Think if you're doing for sale by owner, you're like, I'm gonna save 6% by not paying a realtor. Mm -hmm. He would have missed out on that because he would have just listed it at 415, whatever, for sale by owner, he probably wouldn't have guessed that he could get this much money. He probably would have just taken 415 as soon as the offer came oh in. Oh my God. Not knowing that he could have gotten so much more if he had gotten a realtor, just sacrificed the 6% to make 15% more. So that's another reason why we're so important. You just exploded my mind. Yeah, dude. I yeah. love that. That's that. You literally, yeah. no, and let me, I have to touch more on that. Ben, yeah. listen to that. What you just said is gold. So. He said he he put the six percent up front instead of Correct. doing for sale by owner. He picked to go with an agent. Correct. For sale by owner is brutal. Imagine 15, 16, 17 offers. You have no clue what you're even reading. If they even get that much, because they're not their true. marketing is so limited. Because they're not on the MLS, the Good multiple point. listing system. Good point. So you're not you're not going to bang. Yeah, like you're that. not marketing to all these other agents. And let's yeah. say they you let's say you did bang like that. Guess what? You have so much. You have thirty page per contract you have to go through. Mm -hmm. How do you even know yeah. what you're looking at or doing? Yeah. Now listen to this, the guy who listed the house for 415 with you, mm. maybe he didn't even know it was worth 415. Yeah. Maybe he's like, I bought two years oh, ago. Dude, he would have been happy getting 415, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, just the fact that he's getting so much more, but I yeah. hear you. But let me say this, if they did for sale by owner, maybe they would have thought, I bought it two years ago, there's no way it's 415 worth, maybe it's 380. Good and point, th right? Great point. Another good point that I'm gonna give, which I can't say it's a great point because I'm giving the point. Yeah. yeah. I'll <laughs> validate it. You have to validate it. <laughs> I got you. Another hopefully good point, 6% they'll save. Yeah. They're really only saving three because they're having to pay the other side typically sure. if they brought a buyer. Yeah, good so point. At the end, they're saving yeah. 3%. I love it. So that's a huge bang. Yeah. So this one's under contract. You said you already got it under contract? Yeah, and just to touch on it again, if you think about it like this, so he paid 315, he's contracted for 472. He's literally getting paid to live in his own home. How crazy Ooh, is that to think about? Interesting. He's like living in a piggy bank. <laughs> that he, it's nice. like, it, isn't that just crazy to think about though? Yeah. Like he's literally like living there and he's getting paid to live there. It's, it's crazy. That's hilarious. It's, that's why point. home ownership is so important. And you know, I, I have this conversation with my broker all the time. We think that in two to three years, these prices that we see now that people think are really high, they're going to seem cheap just because everyone keeps coming to Texas, bro. Wow. Everyone is coming here because of the freedom that we have. There's just so much opportunity, you know, opening up businesses and everything. Um, yeah, dude, That's I mean, like everyone is coming here and it, it, I don't see it slowing down at all. Okay, so I get a ton of these questions. I know you do too. Uh -huh. Is it the right time to buy? Should I buy now? Should I wait? Is the market gonna crash? What's right. gonna happen? What I say is the market right now is inflated. It is. And, and by the way, on this podcast, Ben and Chrome's podcast, for those listening on Spotify and watching on YouTube, I have an opinion, Ben has an opinion. So we can go boxing on this table at times, you just don't know, yeah, right? Yeah. I can say it's inflated, you can be like, no, it's not. You get what I mean? So, but we're gonna go back and forth on sure. this. People think, 
And personally, I think it's inflated uh -huh. based on low interest rates, based on the stimulus, based on all of that. I'll tell you what I think. Keep For going, sure. but yeah. But there's also facts on what you're saying that it could keep going up because the way things are looking right now, specifically in Texas, the market can crash 20%. Texas sure. might just correct 2-3% from how strong yeah. it is. Yeah. So when you say what you say, is it specifically you would think in Texas, mainly DFW where we are? I know you have so much in your head right now, so I'm going to let you just go at it. Yeah. <laughs> Texas for the longest time was a hidden gym. People kind of Please don't tell everybody. People kind <laughs> well, it's the secret's already out. Oh my god. People had heard about Texas. Like, oh, Dallas could be a cool place to live. Austin could be a cool place to live. Yeah. Let me touch on Austin real quick. Austin is so crazy right now. Austin's really compact. DFW is really spread. People Austin is so crazy right now that people are getting priced out of Austin because a lot of people from California are actually going to Austin. Okay. So there people are getting priced out of Austin and they're coming to DFW. Just because they, they can't afford to live in, in Austin. Yeah, Austin is like, we're on fire. Austin's really on fire. It's insane. Um, but yeah, dude, we, we were a hidden gym. So I don't think our prices are actually inflated. I think we're just catching up to everything. You know what I mean? Wow. I, we're, we're getting to where we should be. That but is maybe in two, three years, like I said, how I think it's just going to keep growing, maybe it'll be inflated. I mean, prices are pretty high, but yeah, yeah I mean... You're right. still getting a lot for, for what you pay for. Yeah, and, and, yeah. It, and there's a lot of sense to that. Now, when we say specifically in Texas, there is a lot of truth to it because of all the demand, all the growth. We have no state income tax, like, for example, Cali. Yeah. Maybe it's 8%, 9%, 10% off the top you're saving, 13.3% if you're in a high bracket. Yeah, I think it's a lot. Right? Yeah. You're already saving that, but we get hammered with property taxes. Yeah. Right. That's and that's the, that's that, the they don't we don't like state income tax isn't here, but like taxes, property taxes, just where I'm at is two point seven or two point eight percent. If your home is five hundred grand, almost three percent, it's fifteen grand in property taxes. It's crazy. But it the the property taxes, the amount you're paying it it's gonna be less in property taxes than it would be income tax. Interesting. It's it's gonna be a lower I amount. I see what you're saying. Which, yeah, it can offset with one another. And I yeah. think there are certain write-offs you can do for that as well. Yeah. So my thoughts are this, Ben, though. When interest rates go up, mm -hmm. right now it's 2.5. I'm starting to see contracts, mm -hmm. by the way, for 3, 3.5, 3 3.8%. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm starting to see them going up. And there's a huge reason why the market is so red right now, specifically in growth stocks. You made a huge move. Uh -huh. oh, we're transitioning. A, okay. <laughs> we, we sometimes just kind of yeah, freestyle no, that's things. Okay. Yeah. But Ben made a huge move in Ethereum. I'm going right. to have to touch on that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in cryptocurrency. Yeah. And it was a bold move in my opinion. And and these are moves that you make uh, when, you, when you can just make them. You can't just make them if you feel like making them. You have to actually have the backing to do it. But before I ask about that, because I want uh, I want yeah. your answer on yeah. that. Going back to interest rates. When interest uh, rates go up to 5 6% or 4 4.5%. Yeah, more like 4 Yeah, when, yeah. when they go up to that, the market is going to have uh, monthly payments more expensive. Correct. Which means people aren't going to be able to afford what they afford today. So we're going to have that slow slowness happening. We're already saying and hearing 2022 is going to be a slower housing market. It'll still move, still have multiple offers, but it'll be slower than 2021, 2020, sure. just depending. But check this. Here's my concern is that everyone who has a 2.5% or a 2.8% yeah. in three, four years, they're really not going to have a motivation to sell because they're going to be like on the back and I'm going to have to pay a 4.55% for my newer house. They, they, A lot of people won't think about it like that. They'll be like, oh, I paid 500, you know, in 2022 and now it's 2025 and my property is worth 700. They won't so think about gonna, the interest they're rate. Gonna they're going to be like, oh, I'm up 200 grand. Like, let me cash out, which is what a lot of people are doing right now. 
but e even though the interest rates are still really low that's that's why people are selling right now if they are selling okay so they can they my can argument out. would be that if they were to have a higher interest rate they'll be like i'm paying a 2.8 here it's a 4.5 or but, 5 here yeah no I hear, like, I, I hear you dude but these are such small numbers like it makes the, a big difference we yeah. know that but yeah. someone who's paying 2.5 let's just say they have to pay 3.5 now but they can cash out of their property 200 grand no, no. When you talk like that, I understand. Yeah. I'm thinking when you're four and a half, five, five point five, it might yeah. make a difference. And what that's going to do is limit more inventory because people sure. are going to want to transition, yeah. which makes prices higher when there's yeah. no inventory. It's yeah. we're in a crazy market, guys. We're in Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. For those listening on Spotify, and uh, for those watching as well on YouTube, and this market that we're in is wild. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's just just trying to get a new construction right now in like the three hundred to six hundred k price point. You have to be put on a waiting list. Oh my God. And it's like, you, you may not even get an opportunity because someone above you on the list can just snatch it up. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy right now, man. In the pandemic time, I had a client who was buying a new build in Plano. It was from Grand Homes and it was for maybe 680 or something. Nice. They were sitting with us. We met for three, four, five hours. We were doing everything. At the end, they go, if you don't sign tonight, oh. tomorrow we're transitioning everything to bidding. Wow. They literally started to bid. So oh. they didn't sign that night. Next day transition and she wasn't playing. They actually switched it over and they yep. had to bid for the house. And we're like, what do we bid? She goes, whatever you want to pay. Yeah, I uh, I actually helped someone win a bid on a new construction. Wow, so it, you went through it. That's yeah, crazy. I went through it. Oh yeah, it was, it was crazy. They were building a nice home on an acre. This is over in uh, the Red Oak area. Beautiful. So south of Dallas. Nice, yeah, okay. They had to bid on it. It's One acre yeah, in Red Oak, nice. Yeah, but you have to bid on new builds. It's How, so crazy. Was it complicated dude. to find out what number to put or did you kind of get cool with them to be like, hey, where do we got to be at? No, I just, I just kind of did my research and I was like, I think this is a, a really good number and it, it makes us competitive. So yeah. And it worked out. Yeah. Luckily it worked out in their favor. They were stoked, man. And you know, what's so crazy is they, they paid over the builder price, but this was, they probably signed for it three, four or five months ago. They're going to close on it late this month, if not February. Oh, it's a fresh deal. So yeah. So, cool. but they're already up in equity. <laughs> it, it's so crazy and just in that short amount oh of time God. yeah like the uh the builder has already raised the price on the exact same build like so they're already walking into equity even though they had to like bid you know I, what i mean i it's, have my neighbor he literally told me i just bought my house he bought it two three months ago uh -huh. he goes there's new construction being built behind our houses yeah. Grom. he goes my goal is to just buy the first house there uh -huh. wait till it's developed and uh -huh. my house is gonna be up in value yeah he's just like betting on it's gonna appreciate yeah. even five ten percent in less than a year why real, not real estate in this area is it's just going to be a good bet. Like, I, I don't think it's going to go down. I really don't. There's, I think that if me and Ben went back and forth, we'd probably have a six-hour podcast because what yeah. you're saying has so much truth, and I yeah. just want to kind of brainstorm with it. But we're going to transition from this topic, and we'll talk more on it later, to Ethereum. Okay. Cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Dogecoin, Doggycoin, Dogecoin, Do Dogecoin. whatever it is yeah. they want to name it. You made a purchase yesterday. Yep. And I want to ask you- Buy the dip. Buy the dip. All right. I hear you. Why did you make the purchase? What gave you the confidence to make the purchase? And what was the purchase and how much did you put? So it was, I bought 10 Ethereum yesterday and I've had my eye on Ethereum. I, I really like Ethereum. I think okay. it has a lot of potential. You know, for people that are saying that it could flip Bitcoin this year, they think it will flip Bitcoin. I yeah, did there, not There are some that. people that believe in it that much, um, but I've had my eye on it for forever. So it was hovering around the 4,000 yeah. price point. Yesterday, it dipped below 3,500. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be in like right around 3,500. So I literally got in right bef right below 3,500. I'm like stoked about it. I love it. So I don't. I honestly don't know what I'm gonna do though. I'm, I may cash out, make a quick little flip, or I may mm -hmm. just hold it. 
Now, my question to you is this. Do you care if it hit 2,400, 2,700, 2,900? Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I would care, but it wouldn't affect me. Like, I put in an amount that it's like, not really going to hurt me. You know what I mean? It's I, I honestly kind of did it for fun. It's like, okay, like, I finally have Ethereum now. He like, bought 10 just, Ethereum for fun. Yeah. Yeah. At 34, hey 3,500. I, I, I work hard, man. I, <laughs> I love hard. it. Yeah. But I want, I'm going to let you do the preaching to them. Yeah. So, should you invest what you can't afford to lose? No, not at all. Only so, invest what you're comfortable investing. Exactly. Otherwise, it'll drive you crazy. You you could get lucky and make a lot of money, or you could lose it all and you will feel terrible. Trust me, I've I've taken yeah. some big L's and yeah. you feel bad about it. So, that, that's why be I asked smart you. about it. Nice. Yeah. That's why I asked, I was asking Ben, I was like, um, if it went to 2,400, 2,600, 2,700, will it affect you? I wanted a clear answer because I wanted those who are listening. Yeah, good Those point. who are listening, Ben, they try to make a home run yeah. and they want to hit that big bang. Yeah. And they'll put everything they have on the line betting that it's going to make it happen. And you start sweating. Uh -huh. I've done it myself personally. Checking your phone. Oh Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Start yeah. having nightmares. Uh -huh. it's, it's crazy. So that's that's a big bet that Ben took on uh, yeah. on Ethereum. I'm going to give you a quick short story on what I did for when I saw this dip in the market. So this last couple of days, the market has been red. Uh -huh. Brutal. You see the market every day. I'm and, sure you check and it. And shambles. Sh literally shambles. Yes. And when I see this, Personally, I'm like, it's almost what should have been happening from post 2020. Sure. I just believe that. I believe that things were just artificially pumped because of all the stimulus and everything. It's just what I believe and uh -huh. what I think has a lot of truth to it. So when I saw it doing what it did, so many people were panicking, Ben. Oh my God, it's a bloodbath. Oh my God, how is this happening? Oh. A lot of growth stocks were down 20, 30, 40, some 50%. We have yeah. Matterport, we have Enphase, we have. Uh, I can't even remember. We have Etsy. So oh, Tattooed Chef. Tattooed Chef, right? <laughs> so all of these were heavily, cr not crashing, but they were going down. Yeah. But the reality is, guys, they were in the beginning just booming. Yeah. So this isn't really a crash. It's just correcting, correcting. I guess, to what it's yeah. doing. Now, they may shoot back up, but a huge reason for this is because the feds are really trying to press raising interest rates mm -hmm. in 2022. Yeah. They've almost indefinitely said it's happening, yeah. period, whether it's a sharp uh, adjustment pushing it up or a slight one. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I was looking at it and I just had a belief for months and months and months that it's just going to happen like this. Yeah. And I was like, it's going to happen worse. A crash is coming. A crash is coming to yeah. an extent. <laughs> um, not really a crash, but you get what I mean. Now, yeah. I didn't buy, though. Yeah because I just didn't feel like prices were just so high. I just didn't feel like it was even done yet. Yeah. To be honest, I could be wrong. So yeah. today it went up 5%, yeah. but that's nothing for a 30, the, the 40% market, crash. Yeah. The market was really down and then it kind of picked back up. I think it's faking us though. Really? I swear to God. Yeah. I don't, I, I think it's faking us. I don't know though. Yeah. Um, I, and you never know when the bottom's the bottom. Yeah. That's why I said when, when Ben's like, I bought 10 ETH, I was like, you took a bold move. I believe in ETH unbelievably. Yeah. Number one, because it's a great blockchain system. It's mm -hmm. uh also something that's used heavily on the NFT chain. Yeah. Everybody's who's buying NFTs they use, use that and they use Ethereum yeah. exactly. And then there's a portion using Solana, which is another one, which also people talk highly about. That booming, yeah. Right? Yeah. But ultimately Ethereum has been gripping and I don't know if 2.0 came out yet, but they said it's gonna make gas fees cheaper. I'm not a scientist with this stuff, but I just know ultimately Ethereum's good, Yeah. right? So when you made that move, it was pretty bold in my opinion. Yeah. And it was, I think it's fun to me. Yeah. And I yeah. think for you, either way, goes down or up, you're chilling. If yeah, it goes it, up, you cash out. If exactly. If it goes up, right? I cash out. If it goes down, I'll just hold on to it. I've wanted I've wanted to have a position in it anyway. So, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm good either way. 
Um, we saw what's his name Donald Trump stocks doing a rally just the, right the, now. The meme stocks, yeah, <laughs> and the meme stocks too. Yeah. Would GameStop. you consider would you consider Donald Trump stock like a meme stock? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Because anything um, I consider a meme stock is like stuff that's pumped on like Reddit or Twitter. There's some people on Twitter that have a huge following. And they'll pump these stocks, okay. and all their followers will pump it. Mm -hmm. So anything like Reddit or Twitter based, I consider a meme stock, and I have no issue with meme stocks. Okay. I, I love meme stocks. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm part of the movement. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's but awesome. I, I would consider them a meme stock. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully Trump doesn't hear this and get mad. But no, I I think that what's his name, uh, Trump, because he got banned from all these platforms and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he wants to create his own. He wants to create his own, and no. he there's I don't want to get political. We're just gonna pause it at that. But um, I think Trump did real well for the economy, to be honest. But we'll uh, transition from that into something else. Now, I got some pretty cool deals that I'm working myself. Okay. I know you got some pretty cool deals. I want you to touch on that cool deal that you have coming tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes, tomorrow. baby, I'm excited. So tell me a little bit yeah. about that one. Uh, this one's gonna come, this podcast is gonna upload after you do the closing and everything. Right. Yeah. So you can somewhat speak on, I guess, if you wanna speak on who it is, how it is, how sure. it happened and all that. Yeah, dude. They'd it's, love to hear it's it. A, it's a gamer. By the way, I'm so sorry to cut you no, off. it's okay. I squeeze a lot out of Ben for y'all. By the way, yeah. for people who are curious about Ben yeah, and want to know his stories, his deals, I'm here squeezing everything out of him for y'all because I know y'all want to hear it. I hope y'all are enjoying that. And if you guys are liking it, getting value from it, and him also being open on certain deals that he does, it's huge. It's not easy to do, especially when you're in the business of dealing with your clientele and also high-profile clientele. Um, so give us a like. Give us a subscribe, a comment, and just let us know that you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. I cut you off a lot. I'm no, sorry. That's okay. It's, it's all you're, you. you're good at, at asking questions. It's all you. <laughs> so this guy that I'm closing tomorrow, he's a gamer, mm -hmm. a gamer and a streamer. So he's really big on Fortnite, and he's a part of the FaZe Clan, which is like one of the biggest like gaming Huge. communities. My little brother went crazy when he heard he it, loves dude, it. Dude, isn't it so crazy that these guys are making all this money just playing video games? I'm all for it. I love it. But who would have thought, right? your parents would be like, what are you doing? Go go to school or what are you yeah. doing? Go to, go work. Yeah, but now things have changed. Yeah. Now the kids like chilling, playing games. The the mom and dad walk in and they're like, I'm not going to say anything to yeah, you. Yeah, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I love, you're you're, gonna, you're paying our bills. Exactly, I love you. Please exactly. keep playing. Okay. Yeah. But uh, so I, how I met this guy is about a couple years ago, I had a really cool listing, Modern okay. Home. Okay. And um, I just invited a bunch of influencers and people with following to come see the home and uh, give video of it to try and find a buyer for me. Okay. You know, just getting it out to all of their people. So that's how I met this guy. And then fast forward, you know, two years later, we're gonna close on a million dollar deal together. Yeah. Wow. So the, the closing I have tomorrow, it'll be my first uh, million dollar deal of 2022. I so love starting it. the year off. Super yeah, strong. First week starting super, super, super strong. strong. Yeah. Um, let me touch on that. So you did, so um, he said that he threw an event yeah. and he invited influencers. Uh -huh. Were you forced to do that? No, it's something I thought of doing. I was like, I'm gonna get this out to everyone. Like, how am I gonna increase exposure? Let me invite a bunch of people who have big followings. You know, come see this Take cool pictures, home. I, I gave them like connect. champagne, food, yeah. everything. Like, yeah. it, it was a good time. We were playing yeah. music. It, it, nice. it was like a party. Um, and yeah, I just had them share it to their social medias. And I got to meet these people I too. I love it. You yeah. built a relationship. You had your client extremely happy. You were putting in that work. That's why I'm telling people 24-7, a good realtor is different than just any realtor and someone who pushes and pumps and does. Like it's just a huge, yeah. it's a different world. He could have listed it, just sat back, chilled, did an open house here and there and did nothing else. He went out, he did the DMs, he did the messages, the texts, the connections, and it came back in folds for him. Yeah. Getting his uh, your the house that you were listing sold, making mm -hmm. your client happy, 
building these relationships with yeah. other influencers and banging this deal. Dude, outside of the the deal on the home, I probably close or after this, it'll be around two and a half million dollars of business Dang. just from throwing that one Good event. Job. It was three transactions in total. So I closed one, we're gonna close this one tomorrow and then I'm working another person who I met at that <laughs> event. So all in all, it'll be around two and a half million dollars that I'm that I got from this event just from Good inviting job. these people, meeting them, you know, just hitting it off with them. And yeah, I, I mean, it. you got to think outside of the box in this industry. You know 100%. I mean? Yeah. yeah so. I mean, that's why, um, that's why some flourish and some don't. Sure. I preach heavily to everybody. Being creative is how you're going to win. Absolutely. Being creative in real estate specifically. Guys, when I speak about being creative with the leases, being creative with listings, being creative with owner finance, being creative with your lenders, with your terms, with how you buy. I believe personally, Ben, that every single deal has money to be made for the buyer, for the seller. It's just how you try to structure it. Yeah, and so, you, you know why you need to be creative? Sorry to cut you no, off. No, you're good, you're good. Because there's literally 40,000 agents in the DFW area. 100%. That, you know, can all do this. Like, how are you gonna separate yourself from they that? They can all just go open the door and exactly. do an open house. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so. uh, and I love that. And now when I speak about every deal has a way to make it work, there's some deals that there's stubbornness and just doesn't work. But ultimately, if you wanna make a deal happen, Make sure you're never the reason why it can't happen. Yeah. Always be creative as much as you can. Um, quick story that I want to share also, and that was a, that was a great story. Congrats on the closing that hasn't happened yet, but it's yeah. about to happen. Yeah, thank Good you. Good job on that. Thank Big you. for the for 2022. Yeah. Um, I have a client who has been wanting to get this uh, this business in his shopping center. Okay. For about a year and a half to two years. And for some reason, the numbers just weren't adding up and they came to terms verbally, but it just didn't work out. And the tenant who wanted to go to that business isn't going there anymore. Okay. Going to that shopping center isn't going anymore. So I was talking to the owner who hired me to lease it for him. And I was like, I think that I can get him in your space. Uh -huh. And he was like, I spoke to him already three, four days ago. It's just not going to be possible. Our numbers are way off. And I was like, just trust me on this. You hired me. I want you to trust me. Nice. He goes, do your thing. I was like, you can't be involved and talk to him anymore. I'm the middleman right now. Mm -hmm. You and him are in different worlds. Yeah. You're biased telling him that he should be there because he's going to do well uh -huh. because you're going to make money from his rent. And he's not going to trust that as much as me going to him and really pitching him the right way. Nice. Because I personally believe that tenant there will make a lot of money and more money. Sure. So anyways, I tell him to let me be in the middleman and let me do it. So I started to get creative. I was like, this guy wants to pay this much a month, whether it's three, 4,000 a month. Mm -hmm. My clients ask him for five, 6,000 a month. Yeah. So I was like, how do we make this number get closer to this number? How do we bridge the gap? Exactly. Yeah. There's like, let's say two grand in the middle. I was like, okay, we lower the price per square foot. That would work, but my client's not gonna be too happy. He has a certain mm. number he has to hit. He has, a, sure. he has a loan he has to pay. I was like, that might work. And I was like, they're taking 2,000 square feet. 2,000 square feet's big. I talked to the tenant who wants to potentially go there. I was like, how much square feet do you want? He was like, I can work with less than 2,000. Boom, look nice. how easy. Yeah, look at you. I, I said, 500 square feet off, uh -huh. 1,500 square feet is his new space. It took him from five grand to roughly $3,600 a month. Oh, nice. So yeah. I went from five, six grand to 3,600 by that 500 square feet off, uh -huh. which the guy who wants to open his business is cool with. Uh -huh. The owner didn't really want to do that. So guess what? He never considered it oh, wow. until I brought it to his attention. Sure. Yeah, you, and now nice. we're $600 apart. You tweak something here and there and here and there and here and there and, and suddenly boom. it's it's closer again. You're you can right. make it work. Yeah. One hundred percent Ben. Nice dude. And that's creativity. I have a meeting with the guy who's gonna open the business. I'm saying guy and the tenant, I'm not uh -huh. saying his business because sure. 
personally the 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 owner of the building watches oh. this oh okay he sent nice. me a message he goes nice. hey i watch ben and Crown's podcast nice. i love it tell him to subscribe and like the video you know who you are <laughs> if you're watching <laughs> yeah. this um subscribe to it but yeah he watches this so that's why i don't want to share that and maybe the the other tenant does too so being creative in business guys not just real estate is how you're going to win how you're going to do well ben you're super creative in what you do Thanks, man. Seriously, yeah. you're creative with your social media. You're creative with your business marketing. You're creative with being yourself. With with literally just walking, you walk with creativity, <laughs> right? <laughs> because you you um you your persona, what you put out there, is what you want back. Yeah. And when you when you step out, you make sure that you you're stepping out, and whoever sees you is going to give back what you want. Yeah. That's creativity. Yeah. That's not just anybody who does it. Thanks it's, for thanks for boosting me, man. I appreciate my it. man. Thank and you. and uh, the boost to you is a boost to everybody who's watching. Where that's the name of the game. Yeah, being creative is how you're gonna win. That's just what I believe. Absolutely. And uh, you can't not be a creative agent, to be honest with you. Yeah. If you're not a creative agent, you're gonna have a lot of deals just die. Yeah. How many deals have you had where you had to be creative, where they didn't want to waive appraisal, or their difference was 5K, or you had to throw in some money, or you had to make someone laugh because if they didn't laugh, it was yeah. a dead deal. So many, dude. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably couldn't even count. No, know? there's it's, no way. Because each deal is unique and individual in its own way. Mm -hmm. So you got to kind of figure out how to to make it work would you, you know say I mean? you have to be creative honestly with every deal yeah would yeah. you say every single transaction you've done today is mm -hmm. different than each other oh 100 percent. yeah <laughs> you're just dealing with different properties different people different prices just everything is different um, funny story let's hear it Seventeen thousand square foot shopping center okay i'm always talking about shopping centers we're primarily in the retail That's, business yeah. for um commercial real estate Seventeen thousand square foot shopping center 17 doors a thousand square foot each. Nice. Seventeen different negotiations. Nice. We finished ten, uh -huh. and I'm I'm taking this building from zero occupancy, zero percent occupancy to one hundred percent. That's the goal. Yeah. We finished ten doors, ten thousand full, seven thousand left. We finished eleven, twelve. The owner's like, Karam, I'm drained. He goes, I'm tired. Every single person wants something different. Yeah. Well, different negotiations. Shouldn't he have known that upfront? To be honest, no. Or did he think someone like one to, company would? To be take honest, a bunch no, because it's his footage. first building. Gotcha. His okay. first building, so some experience was a little bit less. Gotcha. And that was hell for me because everything that was happening was new to him. So I had to explain hours yeah, of it's just, okay, understand this is how it is. Yeah. When you fill it, you'll make the money. Yeah. So you earned your paycheck on all 100%. seventeen of those. Yeah. Nicely said. I didn't even I didn't even think to mention that yeah. seventeen leases, uh -huh. seventeen commissions, um, seventeen deals, seventeen uh, relationships with the tenants, uh -huh. seventeen times everything. That's a lot of work, man. It's it's hell. It took two years maybe to fill up. We're on the last square footage right now, a thousand to two thousand square feet, uh -huh. and that's only because an old tenant ended up leaving. Gotcha. But ultimately, it was uh, it was brutal. But he was drained. Yeah. He's like, I went bald from all these negotiations. Literally. Nice. I'm like, that's just how it works. So when you fill the last one, is he going to sell it? So or does here, he want to keep it? Here's what landlords cash do. Flow it. Here's what landlords do. Yeah. They tell you and they keep telling you, mm -hmm. fill it, fill it, fill it, because we want to sell it. We want to sell it. Why do you have an accent? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you had a little accent. There. I don't know. <laughs> I, my brain moves different. So I'm they're just like, messing with They're you. like, fill it, fill it, fill it. We're going to sell it. So they're trying to motivate you. Exactly. Yeah. And many of them, to be honest with uh -huh. you, don't. Yeah. They will in a year so or two. They, they want to cash flow it for a little bit. They, and they then... want to cash flow it. So um, let me give you this number. His investment in this building, bought the land, he built the building, was uh, $2.5 mm -hmm. 
he's easily going to be able to sell it for 4.5 to 5.2. It awesome. just depends where the cap rates are yeah. at that time and where the interest rates are. It's worth the gray hairs. 100%. That's what yeah. I told him. Um, he'll cash flow on it maybe 25 to 36000 a month net. Wow. Net. Net. Yeah, so after taxes, expenses, everything, all that stuff. Everything, wow. because it's all triple net leases. Tenants are paying all that. Now, when you talk net, he'll pay his his personal taxes, sure. but the write-offs are insane. Yeah, I bet. With 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 commercial cost segregation, depreciation, yeah. just all that stuff. Cool stuff. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Really, really yeah. cool stuff. I, I love learning about commercial too. I love everything that that we're talking about. And I hope people who are watching this are really enjoying it and listening to us on Spotify. Now, there's a there's a, a ton of questions that we got on Instagram. Nice. Um, for everybody who does not follow us, Jesse is going to give you guys a little nice floaty thing where you follow me and you sling. follow Ben. Literally, you like right that sound there. effect? Yeah, Jesse, sling. you got to put the sling sound effect, okay? Yeah. Just make sure he puts that. Um, he's like, uh, he's like okay. I got you. <laughs> he's, he's like, you put more work on I me. I know, yeah. Um, so on Instagram, we take y'all's questions. Maybe the same day of doing the podcast or a day before, we're like, hey, ask us questions. When I'm fresh. Exactly. Yeah. We shout y'all out. We say your name, what your question was, and then we answer it for you. I, I think that's hopefully um, making you guys feel good, you know, giving you guys the value, paying attention to y'all. Right before we did this podcast, I got a message mm. and they were like, can I please ask you this question to answer on the podcast, but it's too long to put in the question section. Oh, okay. And I was like, I got you. Nice. So we're, so we're going to answer You're that. You're such a nice guy. <laughs> there was something I wanted to touch on before the questions though. Okay. <clears throat> Property on the market for $750,000. Piece of land. Okay. This is, this you're is, listing something um, you own. This is a client who wants to buy it. Okay. For 750K. And he doesn't want to pay 750K. By the way, when you have buyers who are experienced in the real estate market, they never want to pay retail price. They want to make, they want to make a, they want to feel like they got a steal. Yeah, they, they want to, they want to say, Karam, work your magic, work your magic. Uh, don't you hate that oh when the market God. is like really hot? Like, <laughs> work your magic. I'm and you're like, like, my fingers don't you, get no magic right you now. You literally can't. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But this is a property. It's a piece of land that, to be honest with you, is zoning isn't the right. Isn't the zoning would work, but it's not for right now. Gotcha. It's zoning works in 10 more years. Okay. It's commercial zoning. The demand isn't there yet. Mm. The streets aren't developed yet. The mm. area's not developed yet, but it'll work. So my client wants to long-term hold it. The owners of the property, they probably were, what not probably, what they were trying to do is rezone to multifamily. Okay. It didn't work. And they owned it for a couple of years. A big what, group. what was it zoned as? A commercial. Commercial, okay. They want to make it multifamily. Gotcha. Anyways, it didn't work. I found that it didn't work. They listed it on the market. And there's a pain point. You always want to find pain points in real estate when you're trying to find deals. Pain point was um, a lot of them were out of state, maybe nine, 10 investors. Mm. It didn't work for their project for the multifamily. They just want to get rid of it. Sure. 750K. So my client comes in and he goes, um, I like the land. Um, get me all the details on it. I want to offer 400. Oh my God. Like half off. Half How off. How long was this property on market for? Probably one something days, a hundred something days. Like so 10, a good amount of time, but still yeah. half off. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh yeah, and keep in mind, Ben, it's a land. So typically, oh, I have if a story it's on the now market, too. The, you just brought a story to me. <laughs> say yours, and then I'll say mine. Okay, yeah. I'll run mine through. I'll run through it quick. So no, anyways, you're good. Take your time. Um, the, it's a piece of land, so typically they'll take a little longer, as you know. Um, but anyways, so when he said that, I was like, oh my god. Now I've closed a lot of deals with him. I've closed land before with him where they wanted six hundred. I got him it for two forty. Oh, so he already thinks like so I'm gonna hit like, a home run. This guy yeah. is gonna keep finding stuff. You set yourself up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's brutal. And, yeah. and by the way, let's preach this: when you get a property from 750 to 400, it's a 250 gap. If I did my math right, 350, three, 350, <laughs> 350k on three percent. Yeah, ten thousand five hundred dollars, something like that. Uh -huh. So I'm losing commission, ten thousand yeah. five hundred. But I don't ever look at 
Like if I negotiate too much, I lose money. Sure. I don't ever do that. Yeah, I don't either. You yeah. get what I mean though? So there's money to be lost doing this too, but it's not money to be lost because you're repping your client. Anyways, uh, he pressures me a ton. He puts me in such awkward positions with other realtors. Some realtors literally are like, are you serious, yeah. Karam? You know that's offensive. Yeah. Some people came like mm -hmm. that. You have to be like, well, and I'm I like, have to do what my client. I'm just doing my yeah. job. Listen, uh -huh. it's a the the lens horrible. Look at the topo on it. It's all yeah. wavy. I have uh -huh. to find out what yeah. to say. Yeah. Can't even put my lawnmower on the grass. I don't want right. to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> I bouncing just around. Find a problem. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna cut it short. Today we got the contract accepted at 400. Oh my gosh. Can you believe Dude. it? I it's, kid you how not. Long, how long did you negotiate it for? It was two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, about two weeks. Lengthy. So we sent our LOI, which is letter of intent. They came back. We went back. And then I played a move huh. where I let it float for a week. Nice. For my client to chill a little, for them to kind of let it soak in. I came back and I came back today. Uh -huh. We're firm at 400. Nice. I said not a penny more. Nice. I threw title policy on them, survey on them. I put I put contingency where if the survey comes a little bit shorter on the acreage, we, we still negotiate that per square foot a lot. Sure. Cool stories that real deals me and Ben are doing that we love to share with you guys. And that's why um, we spaced out the podcast within a week. Mm -hmm. We didn't do like four in a week yeah. because we were like, let us close deals through the week yeah. so we can come with new fresh stories. Absolutely. You know what I mean? What's your land story so, or your deal that you're talking about? So I'm still mesmerized by your deal. You got this guy. Land. Okay, question though. Was the land just way overpriced to start with? Or? It wasn't. The no. city appraises it at 640000 Okay. And we never say what the city says is the number, but sure. um, they bought it three, four years ago. And usually what you pay for it, you can go and protest it. But they were at three, four years ago, 620 or 640. Okay. Meaning they showed them that this was the price they paid for it. Gotcha. And they that's what they paid. So they're probably taking a loss. But these are big profile investors. They don't care. They want to move. So is your guy just stoked? He's he, like. So when I gave him the answer, really like the response was like, um, okay, he's, he's a savvy businessman. Like they don't really kind of say woohoo and stuff. He's yeah. just like. He's um, just like another deal. Awesome. Good Dang. job. He literally said, I'll take care of the funds. Like, oh, I'm going to go arrange them. Uh -huh. And he's like, good job. So you don't really get much like, good job, Karam. Let me yeah. go buy you a steak and shake, $4 burger meal uh -huh. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, in commercial. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, good job. You did what you should have done already. Yeah. Get out of here. Let's go find the next one or something sure. like that. Sure, sure. That's yeah. kind of how it is, but yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. Uh, they're more brutal. And that's why I liked commercial real estate. There's a lot less emotions in it, I would say. Okay. Um, but I, I, I like the emotions on the when I get you a good deal. Gotcha. Like, yeah. you know, you said your client, he's like, he changed my life. Yeah. If I heard that from my client, Dude, that, I'd be like, that, oh my God. That, I mean, 22 is, 2022 has just started, but like hearing that has already made my year, dude. Just really? like him telling me that. Yeah, yeah. It, it made me feel really good. It's powerful, dude. It's yeah. it's, it's awesome. Um, you were saying that I, I uh, busted a light bulb in your head when I said something. Did you... Uh, did it bust? Oh, the deal. Yeah. The, the deal that you reminded me of where yeah. clients want you to just make these. Magic. Ridic yeah, make magic yeah. happen. This was probably three years ago. I was working with this builder and he wanted to buy a personal home for himself. Like, why didn't he just build one for himself? He's a builder. Interesting. Anyways, mm -hmm. it was um, this really nice home, huge home on some land in Colleyville, funny enough. Beautiful area. Colleyville is like a good area for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and this home was listed at like 1.5. Yeah, 1.5. However, it had been sitting on the market for a while. Interesting. Guess what he wanted to offer? My head hurts it was already. Super 1.5. He say what? Say that again? Did you say it? It was listed for 1.5. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it was on market for a little bit. My head but already then hurts again, thinking of what he's. Then again, offer. this was before the market was really crazy too. So 
I mean, it, it was kind of normal. My guess is you're going to say like a mil, a million two, a million three, but even... See, be- that's that's reasonable-ish. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to offer under a million. Oh, my God. 800K, bro. Oh he wanted to offer 800K. God. This home is listed at one and a half. It's like, dude, are you serious? What can you... Like, what do you do I, at that I had point? To, I had to write the offer. Oh, my God. How and long would it take you to write an offer typically, let's say? Like 20 minutes. So, so it's I, still I, time. Yeah, and brain power I, I, I knew sure I right. knew it was gonna be a waste of time, and mm-hmm. I submitted it, and the listing agent was just pissed, bro, pissed. It was like, and I knew this was gonna happen. Like I already knew the road this was gonna go down. Seven hundred thousand off. Then I have to go back to him. Like they don't want to take your lowball offer, and Duh. he's like, "We're gonna we're gonna think about it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna think about it. Like that's like some it's gonna change their mind. Yeah. Like yeah, we'll drop the price." Like you have nothing to think about. They don't even care about your offer. Oh my gosh, yeah. dude! Yeah. A guy wanted two point six for a, a. I always call it a mansion. It was a fourteen thousand square foot house on two point five acres. It's a pretty big home. Gorgeous home. Yeah. I walk into it with my clients. We see it. We do everything with it. And he's a commercial client who wanted to buy a house. Yeah. And he's literally like offered them one point seven. I said, "Why? Your wife and you flipped when you y'all saw it." You have to show them comps. Like my guy had. I showed him comps, and even then. I just feel like sometimes they uh, want to steal. Yeah. And I want steal deals work, too, but... Work your magic. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> I feel God. like you heard that, so you're just like so many stuck times, in your head. Some, like, Ben, you can do it. You've done it with all your other clients. Yeah, you can yeah. do it for me. That's Same. crazy. And you can and, do it within reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes it works. Sometimes you get the home run. Sometimes you can't. You know, it's kind of case by case, but, you know, that's just how it works. Yeah. But check this. We got some awesome questions here on Instagram that we're going nice. to answer. And we're going to give people the value that they want. So this question came in last minute, but I promise that we'll answer. So this this question is from Ruby Garcia. Okay. And the question is, my name is Ruby Garcia. I'm a fairly new agent from California. Nice. This month will be my third month in real estate. So far, I have closed on three deals. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Seriously. Good job. One have one being a luxury deal and currently have two listings. Good job. My question is, what do you say about the new trend of agents going all out on social media, like making reels or crazy TikToks? Do you guys believe that one has to partake in these social media fads to become a successful agent? Thank you, guys. Like I said, I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much, Ruby. We both really appreciate that. Ruby. That is awesome. We (laughs) seriously appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I'm going to let Ben pick this one up. So she says it's a fad. I don't know if it's a fad, to be honest. But what do you think of these people who are doing like crazy TikToks and reels and Instagram posts? And they're doing things an ordinary agent wouldn't do. What's your thoughts on that? Some of the TikToks can be a little bit over the top. Mm-hmm. I definitely think you need to be producing a lot of content on social media. You don't have to get crazy with it though. Just do like a simple house tour. You know what I mean? That's I feel like that's good enough. All you have to do is just bring people value. It doesn't have to be over the top. Um, but I definitely think as a younger agent, which I'm assuming she is, mm-hmm. and of course we are, I do think that it's pretty much vital to your business having a social media presence. Mm. And in that, I mean, you have to be doing like these tours and everything. So to answer her question, I do think it's important. It's just you don't have to go super crazy with it if you don't want to. Just, okay. Yeah. Just do a nice, I love nice, it. nice little tour. So, yeah. and Ben's heavy on social media. So, yeah. um, I, I had a feeling your answer was you got to be on it. Sure. You got to do it. Yeah. Um, my take would be uh, be who you are, mm. be your personality online. Be, if you're talkative, be talkative. If you're more behind the scenes, do more behind the scenes. If you feel like you'll be good on camera and talk on camera and talk about the details, do what you like to do. Have fun with it. You're saying here crazy TikToks and fads and reels and crazy um, 
they're, they may not be crazy. Maybe their TikToks to you are crazy, but maybe it's generating them views, it's generating them yeah. business. Um, maybe that's just who they are. So for them, they're like, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Some people can be over the top though. Yeah, and Honestly. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. But and maybe, right. they're, maybe they overkill it and they overdo it, but be who you are, your yeah. personality. I think that you'd flourish. Um, Great advice. Uh, you know, what I think that is you have to be online, like you said. You yeah. just have to, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or wherever, um, definitely do that. So hopefully that answers it for you. We're going to jump into the next one. Thank you for the question, by the way. FJ.Hustles. Ben, nice. Dash, do you create your own content or does someone create it for you? No, I create it all. I go out. There is no way. Come on. Who are you there's playing? 100% a way. <laughs> I've actually, you know, I've actually thought about hiring someone and paying them to go out to these homes and uh, record them for me. And maybe I will down the line. But as of right now, no, I, I literally, I'll, I'll go out to all of these homes and I'll record everything, the video, the pictures. I take it all on my own and, you know, I just upload it. Yeah. I love it. So right you, now it's all me. If you hired someone, would it take away? Because I know... I know when you make the drive, mm. you're seeing real estate, just mm. driving around, you're making phone calls, you're listening to something good, you're jamming, you're seeing more homes, you're getting more experience, you're seeing how the trims are, how the designs are, what mm. the tastes are. There's value in that, wouldn't you yeah. say? Yeah, there is There is value in that. But um, I guess when you the, get... The trade-off is mm. you're freeing up more time for yourself to do other things. Got it. So, yeah. So you probably would down the line, but pro, right now pros and cons to both. Got it. Yeah. Um. So right now you're not you don't you're doing all in house. Yeah. No, I I, I do it all myself. That's impressive. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. How long does it take you to do one? Is it? Um. So shooting it and then editing it. How long is editing? 15, 20, 30 Do you minutes already max. know the music you're gonna put before? No, it's really what I'm feeling for the day, man. <laughs> it's it's what I'm feeling <laughs> like if I'm feeling some Drake, I'll do some Drake. I did country recently. Yeah. I I try and limit the country because I feel like. There's not a huge audience okay. for that, but I, I try and mix it in. And people will appreciate it when I do do it. They're, do they're you like, get bashed or like hated? Like, oh, why do you put that song? No, or? no, no. I, I don't get that. I mean, maybe once or twice, but it's <laughs> like, it's not like overwhelming or That's anything. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I try and limit the country, but yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly like Drake and more like current stuff, yeah. I would say. Yeah. That's real cool. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah. he does, uh, he does, he in-houses it himself. He does it himself. Yeah. There is uh, people who are massive in business or social media or their own game and they still in-house certain things. Yeah. It's just what works for you. And as Ben adjusts and pivots and does his things, I'm sure that you would probably um, outsource it like you said. Yeah, we'll see. We got a question from said Bill or said B-L-L-L, -L, okay. but they tried to hide it because someone took the bill. Gotcha. So they put three L's. Yeah. This <laughs> question is a question that I just did a deal on personally. So he goes, can you explain your recent 1031 exchange deal, which I'd be happy to. Um, this one, basically, I just closed on a property where I did a 1031 exchange. And ultimately, a 1031 exchange, when you're selling your property, you have profits on that property, if you have profits, which the goal in real estate is to have profits. That money can be taxed, or you can take that profit and relocate it to another asset. Mm -hmm. You do a 1031 exchange. It's so simple. You can't even imagine. You literally hire a company who actually does it for you. All the paperwork, they even sign on your behalf to an extent nice. on the contracts and stuff. You sign your rights to let them sign on your behalf. Gotcha. Anyway, so you have from when you're selling your property, you have 45 days to identify the other properties you want to buy. Yeah. So you have like six, seven, eight other properties your eyes are on. You have 45 days to identify that. And then you have six months, 180 days to actually close on it. Nice. So that's how a 1031 exchange works. And 45 days, I'm pretty confident in that. Could be 60, could be 80, could be 90. Verify that whoever's watching this. But I hired the company and my 1031 exchange was done in the same day. 
So I already identified it and I actually closed at the same title company and you it was were, just a straight swap. You were on it, man. It was a straight swap. Yeah, yeah nice. it was It was a, a very unique deal. So that's how that deal went. So the profits that I made, I pushed it to that new property. That new property is chilling in there and I didn't have to pay taxes on the profits that I made. Nice. That's essentially what it is. So you know they're they're talking <laughs> about getting rid of that the ten thirty one exchange. Oh like my Biden god! Biden was thinking about mm -hmm. getting rid of that. He was thinking of and pushing it forward. From what I know, is there uh, any update on that, or you think it's pretty pretty solid that it'll stay? Um, that would I, upset a lot of people. Yeah, oh, yeah, so many. Oh, let me tell you something. Real estate would be dead if they did that. Really? Let me tell you why. You will have zero incentive to relocate your money. Yeah. Because if you're going to profit eight mil on a property, Ben, and you're going to pay taxes on that. What's your motive to sell it when your taxes are three, four mil? You know what else I saw? What? They were trying to uh, hike up, <coughs> or they're trying to establish like some new tax for house flippers, like an insane tax. And it's like their margins are so thin yeah. as it is. Like 100%. one thing is wrong, like they're losing money, you know what I mean? And they're trying to tax them on top of that. I don't know if there's any follow-up to that. I, I saw this like right after Biden got <laughs> elected, so I'm not sure. But, Biden came yeah. in and he's like, I'm going to tax this person. I'm going to make the wealthy pay tax and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. But he, he doesn't, he does realize he's, he's the president. He has a lot of knowledge. Yeah. But what, what's not realized is 1031 exchange is literally what took investors from the slums to becoming multimillionaires and billionaires. Yeah. Yeah. Because all they did was they profited 100, they relocated it, profited 500, relocated right. a million, and just they just kept turning just being it. smart. Being yeah. smart. Now, if you're forcing us to pay taxes on every profit we made, 30, 40% on taxes, how, like you just made a mill, you made only 600 because you just put 40% taxes. Sure. Your growth is so much more limited. Yeah. It's not easy to make a mill on a, on a, on a sale no, or yeah. a flip, you know? Yeah. So, um, to answer that question, I know that millions of big players were not happy with it. Sure. I know that there was a lot of pushback in the political world. I don't. I know it's not passed yet. Mm. I know he was trying, but I don't. I don't think it'll get passed. Yeah. Good. The house flipper aspect. Our margins when we're flipping houses. When I was uh, doing house flips pre-COVID, um, a house that I pay a hundred thousand for, I try to make like every house that I flip, I try to make 15 to 30 grand. Okay. Period. So the yeah. percentage isn't really there. It's just 15 sure. to 30 grand. In this market. I have seen people buying properties for two, three hundred grand mm -hmm. and only wanting to make 10K profit. Oh, wow. Which means that you're hoping your whole flip goes good. Because one mistake, 10K is wiped out. Yeah. Cast iron you're, underneath, you find that was busted, you yeah, got to change the sewer. Yeah, you're weighing in the negative. Exactly. So, yeah. what you said about that taxing them, it's already real thin. Zillow left the house flipping business mm -hmm. because they saw how brutal it was with the supply chain shortages, with the margins, with the yeah. competition. Yeah. They went out of it. Um, they lost a lot of money on it. Literally, you'll see a Zillow house bought for 300 on the market for 270 by Zillow. Which is crazy. Damn. Unreal. Damn. Um, Zillow came in with ill intentions trying to hurt real estate agents. You think? You saw that viral TikTok? I did. Yeah. Yeah. They came in saying, buy from us leads. We'll feed you business. They ended up opening their own brokerage and then taking the best leads. Like, yeah. come on. I was really surprised when I saw the move that they made to just like liquidate everything. I, I did not see that coming. I was like, wow. Yeah, I, I honestly... Not that I agreed with their decision, but I, I honestly thought it was smart. Like they were buying up market share. <clears throat> Interesting. Just from a business standpoint, I can appreciate that. I got it. It sucks for, you know, home buyers because they're they're trying to inflate prices by owning market share. Um, so I was really, I thought it was gonna go well for them. And so I was surprised when they were like, nah, yeah. like we're liquidating everything. Which, uh, which made a lot of people happy. They're oh yeah. Like screw Zillow, you know. So. They're so happy. Yeah. Agents were happy. Home buyers were happy. Investors yeah. were getting outbidded by them. It's yeah. it's brutal. Um, yeah. I think that Zillow, uh, 
they dominated, they took a lot of market in certain areas, but they realized that they can't really buy 400 of the homes on the block to change mm-hmm. comps. Yeah. It's so much more than that. They have to have so much funding. It's a complicated business to flip houses or even real estate in general. Yeah. And when you're such at a big scale like Zillow, it's brutal. They, they were having agents who had no experience just putting offers on properties for yeah. them. Like, just get us the house. Yeah, yeah it's not, crazy. It won't Good for work them, like though, I, I guess, whatever commission they were getting, it was probably limited. True, yeah, yeah, yeah true. They, um, Zillow stock, Ben, was, I think, 100, 110, Oh, dude, it tanked after that news. It tanked. Right now, I it's maybe that. 50, 60, 62. Yeah. I, uh, I know someone who shorted it after the news. <sighs> they, they made a killing off of shorting it. That, yeah. like, how would I not think of that? Like, for some, like, when you think in hindsight, you're like, how? Like, yeah, it's going to go down. Look what's happening. But yeah. it is what it is. You yeah. never you, can time You live things. and you learn. Yeah. You never can time things. So there you go. We had some questions that we answered for you guys. A total of three questions. We do have several more. But the questions, they're great questions, but they're questions that'll take a lot of time on the podcast. So what we do, the ones that we don't answer, we accumulate and try to answer on the next one. And then if we get fresher ones that make more sense, we'll answer those. But you never know if we pick from the hat, the raffle, if yours gets answered. Thank you all so much for watching this podcast. Make sure you show some love. You comment below. You let us know that you stay till the end. Hit the like button. Share this video with somebody that you love and subscribe. We're at... 1,480 subscribers. Yeah, almost 1,500. It's amazing. Yeah. We are hitting milestone after milestone after milestone, all thanks to you guys. Yeah. So we really appreciate that, and we're real happy on that. Also, we're going to drop below a link to a Discord channel. This Discord channel has so much value so in it. So much value. So much value. The Discord will pay itself with just one answer. Yeah. The the you, old, you do one deal from it. It's oh already paid for itself like three, four, for five. For years. Yeah, years. Fivefold, yeah. And let me tell you guys something. The older I get, the more I realize how valuable it is to pay to learn to speed up your knowledge versus trying to learn it yourself. Yeah, especially from people that have been doing this for so long. Like I've been doing this for six years now. You're 100%. four, four years. Um, since 18, yeah. I'm 24. I've since 18, yeah. it's like the house flipping real yeah. estate in general uh, since six years actually. So but we've, seen, agent, it, we've yeah. seen a thing or two. 100%, you know I mean? yeah. yeah. And I, I believe that this value that you're gonna get on that is gonna pay itself. Yeah. And, and I can't sell something or speak on something if I don't personally same, believe in it. Same. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so it's a true passion of like, get in there and you're going to get value. Yeah, and I 100%. promise if you don't get value, I'll cover the cost on it. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. And you can literally cancel whenever too. All day yeah. long. Yeah. So uh, that's what we got for you guys. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. It's podcast number six. Yes. And uh, we'll see them on podcast number 106 too. 206, 306, yeah. 406. Way in the future. We're coming in the future for yeah. y'all. If you guys enjoyed this, show us some love. We'd appreciate it. And for right now, podcast number six is done. And me and Ben, we're out. We're out. Peace, Peace. out. Good stuff, man. Good podcast stuff, man. number six. Yes, sir. All right.